As I said, we have great things going on in the life of the church, and one of them is a class called Perspectives that is going to start here at Bel Air in a few weeks, and our drone department helped us to put together some explanation about this class, and uh, we are going to see this video now, the Perspectives at Bel Air. Perspectives on the World Christian Movement is a 15-lesson course that in one pastor's words, will ruin you for the ordinary. During the course, 15 different speakers will bring a wealth of experience and insight into the biblical, historical, cultural, and strategic aspects of God's heart for the nation. I guess you could say perspectives will level the playing field and show that everyone has a part in God's global mission. After taking perspectives, I developed a vision and a great passion for using my business and my skills to help bring the gospel to developing countries where most missionaries cannot go. Now we legitimately employ uh, natives from those developing countries while also giving them an opportunity to hear the gospel. Don't say we didn't warn you. Perspectives just might shake up your 10-year plan. Perspectives, we start here at Bel Air on January 31st, and we go until May 16. You're invited to be part of it, and after the service, as I said, as I explained about the mission trips in 2010, you're invited, uh, lunch will be served, served, we'll be talking also about perspectives at Bel Air here this year at Bel Air. As I said, we have the great blessing and privilege to have with us Pastor Samer, Maurice from Castle Dobara Presbyterian Church in Cairo. Casa Odobara is the largest Protestant church in the Arabic world. Every week, from seven to 8,000 people come to this church to hear the word of God and to worship our God. Stuck between mosques and other things and government buildings in Egypt, this church in the central part of Cairo, this church has been a blessing, not only for their country of Egypt that the church loves so much, but to many nations around the world. Every time in history, God raises up a part of his body and leaders to carry out his mission through their churches in the world. And this church has been, in that part of the world, the most strategic local church that we have seen. They have grown. Prayer and teaching are the, the, the backbone of this church. And one of the things they are doing now, it's called the School of Jesus, is a movement of discipleship that has been broadcast to the internet from that church and when I was there with Pastor Samer in August, they have received in their webpage more than one million hits from the Arabic world. The people get into the website of the church to learn the word of God. Isn't it great? Pastor, Pastor Samer, I would like to invite you to come. It has been a blessing, brother, uh, for our church to be in partnership with you. Over the last three and a half years, we have more than 100 members of Bel Air that visit Picasso Dobara to learn with them and to serve in the different ministries of the church there. We are so honored to join you in the mission that God has called your church in Egypt and other parts around the world, and we are so honored to have you here with us today. Thank you very much. Would you pray? Your guys are kinder today than usual. <laughs> 
Will you pray with me, please? Father, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you that we can join our hands with brothers and sisters here in the, in the United States and in Los Angeles to make this city a greater city for Christ, but to join our hands with brothers and sisters around the world to make an impact in the world as we transform this city for Christ. We partner with others around the world to make an impact in the world for your sake. I ask, Lord, that as our brother, Pastor Sameh, stands now to speak your word, that you use him as an instrument of your blessing and your challenges to our church. We are here as your people. Speak to us in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. It's a great honor for me to speak the word of God to you this morning. And it's a great privilege for my church uh, to have a relationship with a great church like this one. We have been blessed by the partnership, by helping one another and going together to reach the multitude of people. And I believe this is the time for the church to wake up and to go and to reach the whole world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This passage from Hebrew uh, chapter 13, one of my favorite passages, because in few words, in three-fourths uh, verses, the Bible is summarized a lot of the big picture of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me make this as a title. Let us go to him outside the camp. There is an invitation for each one of us. Let's go to him outside the camp. He's not inside the city. Jesus is waiting for us as individuals and as a church to go outside the camp, outside the matrix of this world. In this passage, we can see clearly a kind of analogy between the Day of Atonement, the sacrifice of the Day of Atonement, that the high priest will take it to the most holy place, and the cross, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. A great analogy between the two pictures. And two common things we can recognize clearly in this passage. Number one, that in this kind of sacrifice, it should be burnt totally. It's an unusual sacrifice. In most of the other sacrifice, me, I will take part for myself. The priest will take part for himself. But at that kind of sacrifice of the Day of Atonement, that the high priest will take it to the most holy place, should be burned completely. This is exactly what has been done with Christ. He sacrificed himself totally, 100%. He didn't give us part of himself. He gave it all. All to each one of us. The second part of the analogy, that this sacrifice should be burned totally outside the city, outside the camp, because they lived in tents in the wilderness of Sinai. Outside the camp, outside Jerusalem, outside the city, outside the system. Jesus did the same thing. He was taken outside the gate of Jerusalem to be crucified 
there. Is there anything to apply in our relationship as individuals and as a church with the two ideas here or not? Yes, a great message, a great understanding, a great application that make, can make a radical change in the way that we relate to Christ and to the world that we live in right now. Number one, the total sacrifice, the idea of the total sacrifice. Why the Bible is emphasizing again and again about a very small world, all. All. Why it should be all, all the time. Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your... Why? To understand the idea of all, the total sacrifice, we have to compare between two common words. We use it all the time in our relationship with each other. The contract and the covenant. The contract and the covenant. When you want to make a deal with somebody, when you want to, to work with somebody, you sign a contract. A contract. But God decided to deal with us, to relate to us. He decided to make a covenant. He made a covenant with Abraham. Jesus said that this cup is the cup of a new covenant by my blood. God does not go into contract with us. God deals with us only through covenant. What's the difference between the contract and a covenant? Number one, in a contract, it's always partial. Partial. You go into a contract with somebody, 50-50, 51-49, 30-70, but always you are in a partial agreement with somebody. In a covenant, it's totally the opposite. In a covenant, out of the 100%, each one will give himself 100% to the other person, like in marriage. Marriage is not a contract. Mankind made it contract, but God made it from the beginning a covenant like his relationship with us. It's a 100% contribution, commitment from my side to my wife. 100% I give myself to her. 100% she will give herself to me. It's a covenant, not a contract. It's the same thing with God. God decided to make a relationship with you and with you and with me. In this relationship, he gave himself 100%. 100%. To enjoy the relationship with him, to have him in my life, to walk with him, to have a real fellowship and and the relationship with him, I have to do the same, to give it all back. In the Song of Songs, the bride is singing to her groom, saying the same thing. I'm yours. I'm totally yours. And you are totally mine. It's a mutual ownership 
but on one condition to be 100%. And I think this is the secret. We don't enjoy God. We don't experience his power to transform our lives, to transform the world that we are living in. We don't experience the authority of the Bible, of the word of God, because we think we act like a contract. We give partial, part of our time, part of our heart, part of our mind, part of our positions. I'm so sorry. God does not make contracts. God is only interested in covenants. 100%. The second part of the difference between contract and covenant. A contract, you can break it at any time. You can tear it with a partial loss too. It's a partial commitment with a partial loss. May you lose 10%, 20%. There is a penalty when you break the contract. But in a covenant, it should be an everlasting covenant. It's a lifetime commitment. When you break it, you lose yourself. You lose yourself. When you break the covenant with God, you don't lose part of the blessings. You lose yourself. You lose everything. It's all or none commitment. Let's go to him outside the camp because outside the camp he gave it all. All. And he expects to do the same with him. The second part of the analogy. The second part of the analogy. Go to him outside the camp. Why it should be outside the camp? Is there a message here? Is there a meaning? It is something to learn. Why it should be outside the camp? Because in the first epistle of John, chapter 5, verse 19, he says that. We know that. We know that. We all children of God. We as a church born-again Christians, we are the children of God. And that the whole world, the whole world, is under the control of the evil one. Wow. We have two complete different systems. Did you see, did you watch the movie with the name of Matrix? On part one and two, three, how, how many of you? Not everyone. I have a short version of it, but I don't have time to, sh to show it to you. But this, is, this, this movie can explain the whole idea. Nothing better than this movie will, will let you understand the difference. That this whole world occupied by a mindset, by a software, by an operating system embedded and everyone living in this world, the whole world is under the control of the mastermind of the evil one. We are the children of God. 
We should be outside the system, outside the matrix. We are the, the inhabitant and the citizen of the true Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, controlled by a total different operating system and software, the kingdom of God. If you want to live with Christ, it should be 100% commitment. Number two, go outside the matrix. Go to him outside the city, outside the mindset of this world. To compare the two operating systems, the two operating software, we can find at least four different major criteria here. Number one, the matrix of this world they teach us day after day, they speak day after day about selfishness. It's all about me. It's all about me. I eat, I dress myself, I go to school, I marry, I have children. For what? For me. It's all about me. I revolve around myself. I'm the center of this universe. Because if, if I'm not there, so the whole world is not there for me. So I am the center of the universe. In the kingdom of God, Jesus said that very clearly. Totally the opposite. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Then he called the crowd, the crowd, and the disciples, and said, if anyone would come after me, if you want to follow me, if you want to have a fellowship with me, you must do what? Deny yourself. Are you serious? Yes, I am. You are not the center of the universe. You are not the sun. You are not the source of light. You have to revolve around the sun, the source of life, the almighty God. He is your life. He is your life. You are not the source of life for yourself. Deny yourself. It's all about me in the kingdom of God. It's not about me. It's all about him. It's all about him. Another comparison. In the matrix of this world, lust, lust is everything. I see a beautiful woman, I want her for my, I see a beautiful car, I see a home, I see a job, I see an opportunity, lust, lust. Better to get than to give. Better to get. Have the best. Get the best. Buy the best. Own the best. To be the best. In the kingdom of God, it's totally the opposite. Better to give than to receive. Wow. Wow. It's totally the opposite. In the first epistle of John, Chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. Don't love the world 
or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Two different kinds of love. The love of the world and the love of the Father. The love of the world based on what? Craving of sinful man. The lust of his eyes. The boosting of what he has and does. My value depends on what I have and what I do. This is the value of the world. The love of God is totally different. The love of God is to give yourself. It's better to give than to receive. Mathematically, mathematically, they should be right. Better to get than to receive. If I have $100 and I can get another $100, then I have $200. If I have one car, and, and then I can get another, then I have two cars. If I have one wife, <laughs> mathematically, better to get than to give. But morally, ethically, as a relationship, it's much better to give than to get. It's much better to make somebody else happier than he is, than to get. To feed the poor, the hungry, to hug someone, to take care of someone, to save someone, to deliver someone, to find someone. It's always in the kingdom of God, it's better to give than to receive. Because giving yourself, giving yourself, loving people, sacrificing your even rights, will make others much happier, will change the world. You will be most loved. Mother Teresa is an example. Why all of us, we honor her? We pray the same prayers. Why? She's a hero. Why? Because she did that. She didn't say it. She lived it. Better to give. By the end of her life, she had thousands and thousands of children. She had no husband. No biological children. But she had tens of thousands of spiritual children. It's better to give than to get. It's totally the opposite. Here, it's about pride, arrogance, to boost. The kingdom of God is all about humility. What's Christmas? What is Christmas? A season of greetings. A festival, a change of climate, a snowman. What is Christmas? Christmas is God humbled himself and came to us. Why Mary? Why Mary? Why this girl? Because she is so beautiful. No. So rich? No. So knowledgeable? No. God looked at my humility. Humility. 
The value in the kingdom of God. Not the arrogance. But humility. Being, being humble. Being humble. The fourth analogy here. I'm so sorry. I don't know how this is working. The first difference here between the matrix and the kingdom of God, that the glory in the matrix is the power, the authority. How many nuclear weapons that we have? How many rockets that we have? How many soldiers that we have? How much we can dominate the world? How much we can control the world? In the kingdom of God, <laughs> The glory is the cross. The power of God is a cross. The whole world now is in a, in a fight, in a, in a battle against terrorism. Against terrorism. People being killed every day by terrorists. We lost eight, or I don't know how many actual number of civilians shot by terrorists few days ago, coming out of the church, after the Christmas, after they prayed and the Christmas, they were killed. And the, and the whole world is against the terrorist with soldiers, tanks, rockets, night fighters, and we are losing the battle. We kill one, next day we have ten more terrorists. In the kingdom of God, the power, the glory is the shame and the disgrace of the cross. Because the power of the cross can change the heart. The sinful nature of the mankind. To change the enemy into a friend. A beloved brother and sister in Christ. Jesus didn't defeat the world with the, the authority of what he had. But he defeated the world with his love, with his sacrifice, with a cross. With a cross. Do you want to find him? Do you want to enjoy him? Do you want to be used by him? Do you want to be a follower of Jesus Christ? Remember, it's all about all. Give it all. And go to him out Outside the system. Outside the system. Outside the system. In the prayer of Jesus, in the John chapter 17, he said it very clearly. Let me read it for you. In John 17, he said that I am not from this world. I'm not. And they are not from this world. You have given me them and I took them out of the system. They are not of this world. If you are a true believer, then you should be not of this world, not of this system. I'm not of this world, and they are not from this world. And my prayer is not that you take them out of the world. They are not of this 
of this world. And don't take them out of the world. But that you protect them from the evil one, from the matrix, from the operating system, from the mindset. They are not of the world, even as I'm not of this world. Like the movie. They are outside the matrix, but they go into the matrix. To do what? To make shopping. To do business. To marry. To have children. No. They go into the matrix. They go into the world. To do what? To change the world. To break down the matrix. To save people from the matrix. To get them outside the system. To bring them back to life. They think that inside the matrix they are free. They are not free. They do exactly what the matrix tells them what to do. They think they are happy. They are not happy. They are not happy. The system of this world is collapsing. It's collapsing. The family is being destroyed. People are into anxiety and depression. Killing each other. The suicide this system is collapsing. The third part, I have five minutes to finish, okay. <laughs> the last verse and the last idea. For here we do not have an enduring city. This is not our home. This is not our home. We do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. We are just travelers, tourists, visiting this world, traveling across a few years, maybe 40, maybe 60, maybe 80. We are just travelers, heading toward the city is to come. This world is not true. It's fake. The enduring city is the real one. Much, much, much longer you will live there than here. In chapter 11, the writer of the Hebrew talked about the heroes of the Old Testament. And part of being heroes, that he said that, they had left, they would have had opportunity to return to the same land. And instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, is not ashamed to be called their God. What? If I want to live here, God will be ashamed to be my father. If I declare it clearly that I want to be here, I'm longing for a better country, a better than America, a better than USA, a better than Los Angeles. Is there a better place? Of course. We are longing for a better country, the house of the Father, our real city our real home. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city, a home for us. 
This is the week of the mission. So we are in a mission. We are here traveling to do what? To see the pyramids and the wall of Pijin. And no, 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 we are here travelers, traveling to do what? To do a mission. What is this mission? To save as much as we can people, to take them with us, to let them ride the same train. On board, on board, come on, come on, come on, jump in. In 1 Timothy chapter 7, chapter 6, verse 7. For we brought nothing into the world. Did you bring anything with you from your, the tummy of your mother? For we brought nothing into the world. We came naked. And we can take nothing out of it. Can you take anything with you? A car? Even a bicycle? A home? A jet ski? We cannot take anything of this world. We brought nothing and we can take nothing. No, no, no. We can take something. We can take only people with us. In Hebrew chapter 2 verse 13. Here am I. Here am I, Lord. And the children God has given me. The biological children. No. Your son, unless being saved, he will not be taken with you. Only those saved by the blood of the Lamb can be taken with you. Look to your basket. What do you have in your basket can take it to the everlasting city? Is it empty? Or your basket is really filled with the souls being saved by the blood of the Lamb. And you go there and to tell God, here I am. And the children that you have given me, I have many. We live in a very hostile situation. But this is our passion. This is what we live for. To take as much as we can with us. And for years we prayed and prayed and did our best. Lord, do something, do something. We don't want this generation to be lost as many others. They have been lost over thousand and four hundred years. No, Lord, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Do something. What can you do? But he can. When we work with him in a partnership, when it's all about him, when I'm totally his and he's totally mine, then I can change the world. I can pray and open the gates of heaven and God can intervene. We are seeing now, now hundreds of thousands of people coming to know Christ from a Christian and a Muslim background. After so many years, we are seeing People coming, paying a very high price, paying their lives as a price for their faith in Christ. 
I encourage you. I challenge you. Wake up before too late. Get out the system. Go to him. Follow him. Give it all back to him. Use his power to save the world. It can be done. It can be done even today. Let's pray. Stand up, please. Stand up. Reflect, please. Examine your heart. Are you in a contract or a covenant with him? Is it all about him or is it all about yourself? Do you stand in the middle? One leg inside the matrix, one leg outside the matrix. You want to compromise. Or you live in this world, but this world is not living in you. You live in this world to change the world, to defeat the evil one, to deliver the people controlled by the matrix. Look to your basket. What do you have in it? What do you have in it? Dollars or souls? Things or people? 